You're trying to build the Jarvis? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I want to walk in the house. And, and say, talk, Daddy's home, talk, and all the lights talk, come on. And talk to the house. <laughs> yes. So eventually I never have to get out of my recliner. <laughs> <laughs> so are you going to build, like, little robots to get your shit out of the, the like, refrigerator and... Yes. Yeah, like a like one of yeah. those robot arms that will like take stuff out and cook it for you and then bring it over to you. Yep. Dance, monkey, dance. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? I'm good. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, happy Mother's Day. Thanks. To all the mothers out there. That's right. Even though this will go up, you know, later. Two days later. <laughs> <sighs> happy Wednesday after Mother's Day, everyone. That's right. That's right. How's, how's things down in the land of fascists? <sighs> it's great. <laughs> Yeah, I I see old Dickhead is up to his new tricks. Yeah, but did you see Iger's response during the uh, investors call? No, I didn't. He's like, so do you want us to invest in your your state and create more jobs? Or what do you really want us to do? Because he points out that there's like many, many special districts in Florida, including the villages. Right. So picking on just one of them really looks like harassment. Well, and they now have his memoir that has him talking explicitly about going after Disney because he doesn't like them. That's funny because he got married there. I, I mean, it's it's fucked up. It's like you're going after you just think you're untouchable. And the day that he comes crumbling down is going to be a good day. Yeah, but we're still waiting for others to come crumbling down, and it's not happening. Well, I mean, this week was better than most. Eh. A little accountability for fucking George Santos. Well, let's see where that goes, because, I mean, that should have been enough for him to be kicked out of Congress. Yeah, but, you know, coward McCarthy doesn't want to fucking vacate a seat. Well, that's just it, because he's afraid he's not going to be able to replace him with another Republican. Yep, and then his majority is out the window. Yep. <laughs> I mean, and the thing that I saw this week was like Al Franken was ousted by Democrats because he took a picture with somebody that I guess was inappropriate or whatever. Okay. And Al Franken said, yes, I was wrong. I need to leave. Right. And so like you have George Santos that does all this shit and all he's saying is, oh, it's a witch hunt. Where, gee, I wonder where we learned that. Yeah, right? See? Fucking slimy bastard. I don't know. But I guess, like, you'll be able to fly over Disney now. Because they're taking see, away the... But, 
but that's not true. The only time that the Disney can control their airspace is when lasers are being used. Well, and I understand that. And but like that, you know, it's a So it's point. not like you can't fly over Disney because how many times did we see that fucking skywriter writing oh, yeah. God loves you when, you know? Oh yeah. Yep. It's just it They're <laughs> pandering to their lowest base. And they think this is how they're going to succeed. Nope. All of the toothless meth heads are going to show up and vote for these people in droves. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, If they remember where they put the car keys. That's right. I'd like to see the gerrymandering work against them. And all of a sudden those people don't know where to go vote. Well, yeah, that's possible too. Good times. Oh yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Did you see the uh, Mango Maniacs Town Hall on CNN? I didn't watch it because I didn't want there to be like, oh, you had this many people watching online. Like, I didn't want to be a part of that. Right. And so I watched some clips on news shows that I actually respect okay and so like them tearing it apart and looking at all the shit that that he was allowed to lie about and well he wasn't allowed to i mean but but cnn didn't push back well she tried (laughs) then he called her nasty and she should have said fuck you let's end this right now like there's there like CNN allowed it to happen. CNN is the piece of shit. Well, for putting that, this on. Okay, you need to find um, Andrew. What's his name? Anderson Cooper's. Uh, I, I, I did see response. That. You saw that where he yeah. talks about it's like here's why we had to do this. This represents 50% of the United States right now. No, it doesn't. Well, it's pretty close. Trump's numbers are in the toilet. Well. Trump's numbers are below 30% right now. It's not the whole country. It's not 50% of the country. And the fact that CNN has made strides to pick up um, Fox News viewers in the wake of the Tucker Carlson thing... Right. And them wanting to lean more right is not them being fucking. Um, what's the term? Um, it's not them being fair to both sides. It's them trying to be more right leaning and giving this asshole a platform where he's going to flat out lie about everything. And the, the people in that audience that laughed at the sexual battery of a woman who came forward to to tell this asshole that he what he did was wrong is disgusting on its own. Well, I agree with that. And CNN fucking let it happen. So where do you go for non-right-leaning news these days? Reuters, MSNBC? Well, most of the stuff that I watch is on the internet. Um, it's, it's news channels like, um, the young Turks or the majority report with Sam Cedar. They are 
they're not beholden to any networks. They're not trying like they're left leaning because I'm left leaning. Right. But they're not sugarcoating anything. They're not making shit up in order to get more viewers. They're saying this is what's going on and this is this is our opinion of it. And sometimes I agree with them. Sometimes I don't. There's a guy on YouTube. He's got a channel. He's called Bo of the Fifth Column. Okay. And he does, I guess he's a journalist. He was a journalist at some point, but now he does this stuff. And he's really great at like, this is what the media is saying, but this is what you should really be looking at. Hmm. And this is what this means. And like, he's really good at it. And he's like, if you were to look at him, you'd be like, that dude is a Trump voting hillbilly. Right. But he's so far from it and he's so good at like explaining things. I'm like, that's who I'm getting like my news from because it's not about sponsors. It's about the people that watch and he gets, he gets all kinds of hate mail and then he'll do a video and say, this is what this means. And I don't care if you think this, like this is what the actuality of whatever it is means. And it it's just it's a really well put together like video series. Yeah. There's one called Ring of Fire that um he's he's really passionate about like like real news and like not slanting anything. Like so it's out there. You've just you can't what what's on air is not gonna be fucking fair and unbiased. Well, it's true because it's all about ratings and ad revenue and, right. you know. Right. As soon as fucking CNN started to lose in the ratings, they switched to a more conservative style and reporting. Mm. And now that Fox News is on the decline, they want to pick up all of their fucking viewers, not because they care about what they're reporting, but because that's where the money's coming from. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. So anyway. Well, good. Now that we get that out of the way. (laughs) Did you watch anything fun this week? Uh, I watched a lot of stuff this week. Okay. Uh, Have you finished Titans? Yes. I watched the last one today. Okay. And I've got to say, I'm kind of glad it's over. It was a very, we know this is over. We don't know if anything's going to go further. So let's just give everybody a happy ending. Do you think that that was originally written for this season? Or do you think that they got word? And so they filmed the shot of Dick calling up and getting the, the restaurant um, yeah. reservation and then film the restaurant scene. Probably. Because the rest of the episode doesn't make it seem like this was the end goal. No, no. It feels like they had to scramble to quickly wrap things up and finish this this lengthy story arc they had going with Sebastian. (laughs) it, it It was very much a like... So this was... I think this was the shortest episode of the season. 
Um, and what what I found funny was there's there's this whole thing where they think that Starfire died. Yep. Where she brings Sebastian up and like kills him up in the atmosphere. Yep. And then it cuts to a flashback of Christmas. Right. For like two minutes of them toasting each other at Christmas to then go right back to them thinking that she's dead. And, right. I, and I watched it twice because I was like, wait a minute. Why are we cutting to this? What what are they trying to get to? Right. And it there wasn't anything there. And it was like, were you guys short on the episode? And it was like, we need something here that like like a um like a cutscene that we took out of another episode where right. we can throw right. that in here and like stretch it out a bit. Yep. I mean, it wasn't it. This whole season has just shown that like their budget had been cut a bunch and like going into this, they didn't really know what to do with some of the characters and like, Hey, we don't really have the budget for um, a wig for Connor. Yeah. So it's so going to shave just, his head. Well, well, but like in this episode, there's a couple of scenes where he has hair again right. and it's like, it looks like a, a Halloween wig. Right. And it was like, right. Oh, okay. I, so that's what we're doing with Connor. Okay. Yeah. You know, they don't have, I guess they don't have the rights to show Superman. So okay. we're just going to show his boot <laughs> and that'll have to be enough. I, I was very confused when um, Red Hood reappeared. Yeah. And Red Hood's now a hero? Yeah, see. Uh... Okay, so I didn't miss anything. No. No, the last the last that we had seen Red Hood was he was being, like, taken care of and, like... Right. Like, Batman's not there anymore. Like, when they showed Gotham... And the bat signal was up. I was like, who are they signaling? Right. And then they showed Red Hood and I was like, oh, I guess we just have to shoehorn this actor into the season, I guess. For one episode? For one episode and make him feel like he's a part of the team by getting new but Robin he, jumped. But, like, but wasn't he resolved in season one? No, I guess it was season two it was season where two. he went bad. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That just felt, it's like, I yeah <laughs> I think my favorite though was the the main fight in the room with the wormhole gate uh-huh where it was just a screen with a video playing of coming up to the planet like do you remember that that yes yes where all of a sudden it was like what are you guys doing like why isn't this just like a swirling vortex thing but like it's it's shown traveling through space and oh we're coming up on whatever the planet's name is and yep. the planet's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and then they pull the the cables out and all of a sudden it shifts down like all of a sudden like we're not going towards the planet anymore and I was like who okay that uh, yeah it was like all right we gotta get the hell out of here <laughs> I, I don't care. I don't know why they built the big ginormous sets if they weren't going to like play in them, but right. maybe they were standing sets left over from something else. You know, maybe we go, maybe doom patrol will come back and like, you'll see those again somewhere. Right. But yeah. Oh man. 
first couple of seasons were okay. I think it was time though. This last one just went off the rails. Yeah. Speaking of going off the rails, did you see the new Grease Rise of the Pink Ladies? I watched one this week where it was the aftermath of the um, election. Election. And they go to the casino. Did I see a casino? Wait a minute. You would have remembered the casino. Casino. Um, it was the only other thing that was going on in the episode, I believe, was the play. Where, where look, I'm all for representation of, of people. Uh-huh. But shoehorning in the quasi-lesbian relationship where the girl was getting off on the fact that she was kissing the other girl and the other girl had no idea. Right. It was a little weird. Uh, there's some real weirdness in the one with the casino. Oh, Jesus. It's it. Oh my God. There's like, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like, there, there's a song in the beginning when they enter the casino that's really appropriate and kind of fun. And then one of the guys in the T-Birds, well, actually two of the guys on the T-Birds are in the play. Okay. So it's the one who, it's the one who is running against the girl for president. Okay. And it's the, the big stupid guy. But the the guy who is running for president has this bizarre fucking production number <laughs> <laughs> that I can't even describe. You really have to watch it and let me know what you think, because I think this was like the the okay, we kind of don't know where the fuck we're going. Well, it it seems like they're trying to give everybody like their own song at some point. But this song isn't even appropriate to the scene isn't appropriate to the character <laughs> isn't filmed in a way that makes you say oh that's part of Greece okay it's like a bad drag queen doing Beyonce okay and the, and the song is called the show must go on oh geez not the famous one the show must go on but <laughs> you know so you got to check it out okay You've got to check it out because it's, um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what day they drop a new, um, episode. So like it, it needs to pop up on the, the site that I go to. It'd be like, Oh yeah, I need to watch Grease. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's super hit and miss. It's, it's super like, you know, some of it's fun, but some of it, then you're like, Okay, this is a little bit too far. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be close to over, right? Um, Let's see. There is... If not, it should be. There's <laughs> ten. There's ten episodes. And that was seven? Yes. So there's three mm. more. Okay. June 1st is the last one. 
Oh, okay. According to this. Something to look forward to. So if that's... Where's my calendar? Calendar. Uh, so they're the 20 or the 18th. So they drop on Thursdays. Okay. Okay. I'll have to remember that. Because I normally watch this stuff when I'm eating lunch, so. Okay. I went, uh, well, I didn't go, but I saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 this week. Oh, yeah, and? <sighs> that says enough. <laughs> it's very heavy-handed in the this is the end. Right. Stuff. Um the the trailers are heavily implying that not all of them make it out and it's it almost is like this weight that's sitting on your shoulders the entire movie really yeah and it's it, and you're sitting there and because because it's made to look that way anytime there's any kind of conflict or any kind of idea that one of these characters might be in trouble in the back of your mind. You're like, all right, this is it. This is where it's going to come in. And that kind of shit takes me out of a movie because I don't want to have any expectations going in. I want to be like, okay, well, we're just going to watch this and whatever happens happens. If you know, they decide to kill off a character. I want it to be, I don't want to see it coming. And everything in this movie is, you see it coming from a mile away. Mm. and you know I think I still think the first one was probably the best just just because we were we were being introduced to these characters that weren't mainstream Marvel characters Um, and to see where it ends here it's just like meh okay I don't know why we're making a big deal out of this but okay Mm. well that's too bad yeah Will it be the end of Chris Pratt? No, he's going to make more Mario movies. Oh, Jesus. That, those movies made t- a ton of money. Well, at least you don't have to see his face. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, from what I understand, Jack Black is like the reason to go see that movie. Oh, okay. But Didn't I, even realize he was in it. I know there's a lot of cameos. Yeah, well, he's Bowser. Oh, in Mario. Yeah, in Mario. Okay. I thought you were talking about Guardians. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Uh, Did you like Nathan Fillion's role? <sighs> no. He's playing a dick. Like, you know, he does that really well. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know if it was a favor from James Gunn to, like, show his face this time. But, like... It's a it's like five minutes of the movie that he's in and he's dressed in this really weird outfit. Okay. What you can see his face. And it looks like he just came off of the set of Castle. Like Oh really? You know, okay. they don't do anything to him. They're it's like, oh look, it's Nathan Fillion. Eh. You know. I don't know. I just I feel like since Endgame, no Marvel movie has lived up to the reputation that they used to have. Well, it was called Endgame for a reason. You would think. <laughs> you should have. That should have been it. Yep. 
Yep. And but it's not. Mm. I mean, I don't think I've seen. No, not even that. There's there's nothing that I've seen post Endgame that I've gone back and watched. Like I will watch like the first Iron Man film or Captain America Winter Soldier. Okay. Like those are those I could watch repeatedly because of the types of movies they are, the action, whatever. I haven't gotten back through what phase are we on? Four and five? Mm-hmm. Where I've watched any of them. Okay. I mean, the closest was the Spider-Man movie, and I've only seen that like twice. Okay. It's just not the same. Was, there was a, yeah, it's not. So what have you been watching? Um, I've been watching a bunch of old movies that okay. I haven't seen in a long time. I rewatched RoboCop. Okay. Which is a very interesting, like I hadn't seen it in a long time. And, you know, it's a lot of times if you talk about RoboCop, people will say, oh, the satire in it. And like, like the, the, um, fake commercials and the newscasts and all this stuff that are making fun of the times. But like, there's some really weird connections to like modern day in it now. Okay. Like, because they talk about how OCP is the first, um, that is making money off of industries that haven't been for profit. And they talk about like hospitals and prisons and it's like, Oh, those are all for profit now. <laughs> right. And you know, you, whether you like police in the modern day or you don't, it's a little weird now to see like the police be the heroes with all the shit that's gone on in the United States with cops Mm. where it's like, Oh, that's a little weird watching it. Like it was great in 1987. Right. But like some of that stuff just does not age because we're way close to like that weird dystopian hellscape that's in that's Detroit and RoboCop right right so it's it's a little weird but like Peter Weller does a really great performance and um oh what's his name uh Kurtwood Smith who plays Clarence Boddicker in it he's amazing um so yeah I mean it's worth a rewatch I wouldn't watch any of the sequels because the sequels are fucking terrible right but the first one is really good um, so yeah, I mean, if you've never seen RoboCop, right, you need to and know going in that's a little violent, just a little. <laughs> and if you're gonna watch, like, if you can handle the violence, and you need to really watch the um, the director's cut, okay, because the director's cut is even more violent, mm. and it's it's certain things. So like, um, when Murphy is killed in the theatrical version there's there's a shot I think it's far away and to the side when Clarence kills him and in the director's cut it starts on well it's a mannequin of Peter Weller but it starts on his face and comes around so that you can see Clarence pointing the gun at him and then the back of the head blows out Ooh. Like it's it's fucked up and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is really violent. 
Mm. But yeah, I mean, it's it's still a good movie. It's got a really good score and a really good like effects for the time. I mean, there's right. not a whole bunch of like. It's one of the last great like go motion movies because we were right on the cusp of Jurassic Park then. So like a lot of the stuff that goes on in RoboCop is all like go motion for like the Ed 209 and stuff like that. Uh Uh-huh. But it's a, it's a good like, like history lesson into go motion and how real you could make something look. Uh, what else did I watch this week? Um, I know I watched a bunch of stuff that you don't watch. That's okay. Like Succession on HBO. Yeah. That's a really good series. Um, I tried to rewatch the first part of Dune. Okay. Since part two is coming out soon. And I don't know what it is. I can't get through Dune. Really? I don't know if it's just the slower pace. You mean the the Tom Holland for, or Timothy Chalamet version? Yeah, Timothy. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Yeah, the Denise Villeneuve. Yeah. Movie. The, the new one. That yeah. part two is about to come out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. I I. I tried watching it like two nights in a row, and just found myself like totally disinterested in it. So okay. I don't know why. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. I, oh, I I started watching Florida Man. Oh, okay. I am up to episode four or five. Uh, let me look. I am at. Episode five. Um, so they've been to the sinkhole. Yep. And tried to get the truck out. Yep. <laughs> um, I I get a real kick out of having lived in Florida for eight years. Mm-hmm. I get a kick out of what they're trying to pass off as Florida. Well, I mean, it is Florida. Most of it shot in North Carolina. Well. The Orange County Prison. Yeah. Which is like, isn't that like in the middle of downtown? Well, not, isn't that off like 50? It's off of 50. Yeah. Yeah. Like. You can see it from I-4. Yeah. So, so there's a prison escape from there and the dude runs towards a very uh, non-busy street. Uh-huh. That backs onto a forest, and I was like, <laughs> "Okay, <laughs> sure, okay, we'll call that Central Florida. Why not?" <clears throat> well, there's forests in Florida. Yeah, not around, not around the prison. No. But, you know. <laughs> so it's stuff like that, like, like they're walking on the beach, and it's like that's not a Florida beach. I was like, it might be close, but that's not Florida. Right. I'm I'm awaiting to see how all the, the little story threads kind of fit together. Mm-hmm. How, um, what's his name? Um, Clark Gregg? 
Yep. Where his story kind of fits in because he's escaped from prison and like I think the last I saw him was he was stealing clothes from a a laundromat. Yep. So I'm I'm waiting to see how that all shakes together. It will. Oh, I thought there were eight. There's only seven. Okay. Yeah. You're, you must be pretty close to finished. I mean, and I like the main actor. I don't know where I've seen him before. Yeah. But I think, I think he's, he does a really good job. Yeah. Like walking the line of like an ex cop who is working for like a gangster. That dude kind of bugs me. His boss. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Boz. Yeah. I don't like him at all. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Just wait till the finale. <laughs> okay. I did see like Florida man was shot like a long time ago. Oh, really? Yeah. I want to say like it didn't come out until this year. Where is it? Um, Where's the filming stuff? I was looking at it like it wasn't, it was shot in like the beginning of like 2020 or something. Oh, before the lockdown. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It looks like most of it was shot in like Wilmington, North Carolina. Okay. Around there. It does have Florida as a filming state, but I don't know how much they did there. Well, I think the motel is Florida. Probably. That's very typical of the coastal towns. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Disney World looked nothing like Disney World in that. No, they're they're in line for the, for the buses and they're like short buses. Yeah. With like Disney plastered on the side. And it was like, oh, have you guys never been to Disney before? Yes. Or they wanted to avoid lawsuits, so... Yeah. Yeah, because I don't even th- think you can read the whole word Disney on the side. I think it's just, no. like, the D. And yep. so, like, that's probably enough for them to be like, that doesn't say Disney. <laughs> but they name drop, like, Gatorland and a whole bunch of, like, Florida stuff. Well, because I'm sure Gatorland would appreciate the... <laughs> the business? You know, Yeah. This is great. That's funny. Yeah. What else have you been watching? Um, I'm watching the show Beef on Netflix. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah, that's pretty good too. Yeah. Yeah, it's um Stephen Young. Yep. He plays the like down on your luck character, uh, Ali Wong, who is real close to Aquafina in my opinion. Uh, yes, she's in it too, and it's like okay, but he kind of makes it all worthwhile. Oh, and what's it about? Is it about a road rage incident or something? Yeah, well, that's how it starts. Okay, and they like he like tracks her down, and <laughs> I mean, it's not 
it's not a big spoiler or anything, but like he winds up in her house um, and he has to use the bathroom and he pisses all over the bathroom. And then he's like, okay, I got to go because like she cuts him off in traffic. It's, it's weird, but it's pretty funny. Oh, okay. Um, what else have I been watching? I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I watched the new Michael J. Fox movie still. Oh, how was that? Hard to watch. Is it? (laughs) Worse than the Val Kilmer. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. Because he is really on the way down. I saw the trailer that I saw and I saw, I guess he was on, he was either on 60 minutes or he was on like CBS this morning or one of those. And he was, it looked like he had progressed a lot in his disease. Yes. Apparently when, uh, when he was first diagnosed, there was some kind of drug you could take. Right. To, to, to still the tremors. And he said he would keep like, a loose handful in his pocket and just pop them like Tic Tacs. Oh, wow. And there's a point where he's being interviewed and he, he's getting jerkier and jerkier with his movements. And he finally says, yeah, we should have stopped about a half hour. I need another pill. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. He, he says he's pretty much, you know, not going to see 80. Well, that's sad. So, yeah, very sad. Very sad. I mean, is Parkinson's one of those things where, like, you lose the ability to, like, swallow? Yes. Yeah? Oh, God. So you you lose the ability to um, communicate. Okay. So, like, you may have an idea on your head you want to say, but getting your body to get it out is a struggle. Oh, man. And you see that a few times. And the the film is really kind of odd because it's telling his story from childhood to retiring from acting. Okay. And there are sequences that are cut in from his movies. Okay. That may and some of there's some back behind the scenes stuff, but they're they're plugged in in such a way that you're like so. so wait, is this fictional or is this real or (laughs) it's definitely worth watching. Okay. It's definitely worth watching. There's, there's a lot of little things you find out. Yeah. Cause I know the, like the trailer for it had like, you know, walking backstage and like the DeLorean goes cruising by and stuff. And is like, do they have that kind of stuff in there? I don't remember that no? scene. Okay. But, um, yeah, I mean, you just have to watch it to, to see it. But he, they show him walking and doing physical therapy, and he keeps falling and hitting things. And, you know, his at one point, his, his hand's in a, in a, uh, a guard, and he he fell down and they had to do some surgery on his face and oh, geez. 
it it's kind of hard. Okay. Somebody who you knew is like you know this this kid who you kind of grew up with. Well, and he was on top of the world. I mean, he he, he was had super successful movies and um family he, ties made him humongous. Yeah, and then you get Back to the Future and all the stuff that he's did like after that and like um what were the ones like secret of my success yep there's uh, a lot of lot of scenes from that spliced into this okay i mean there's there's a ton of michael j fox films yeah um and yeah. i i remember like when i worked at the movie theater um in high school it was right around that era where he was trying to get away from like the marty mcfly thing so when he did the movie with joan jett well, there was that. There was um, Secret of My Success, where he's kind of playing the, you know, yeah, the know-it-all kid. The know-it-all kid who sleeps with his uncle's wife. And, right, and but yeah. like, like he tried. He, there was a movie called Casualties of War with him and oh, yeah, Sean yeah. Penn. Yep. Um, there was a there was a movie with James Woods called The Hard Way. Okay. Where like he was trying to get out of that mold because he didn't want to do it anymore and then all of a sudden he popped up on tv and then you come to find out that's because he had been diagnosed with parkinson's and didn't want like people waiting around for him on set yeah so he moved to television where they like it, that kind of stuff would have been easier for him yeah um do you ever see once upon a time in hollywood the the brad pitt movie yeah Okay, so I guess there's a scene where Leonardo DiCaprio's character is having a hard time remembering his lines. Yeah. Michael J. Fox says that's what encouraged him to stop acting, was seeing that scene. I can see that. I mean, if that's been your whole world and you can't remember your lines anymore. Yep. I mean, I'm surprised he's done as much as he did with as bad as he's getting. I mean, he's he has stuff in his IMDb up until 2021. Yeah. Like, I remember when he popped up on... Wasn't he on Rescue Me? Was he? Didn't he show up as, like... He started dating Dennis Leary's ex-wife or something? Uh... I don't remember that. Yeah, he was Dwight for five episodes. Oh, okay. He did six episodes of Boston Legal. Um, you know, like, like, even though he was having problems, he was still able to act and stuff. And, right. Well, and Spin City. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he was diagnosed at 29. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, that's 1991. Yeah. That's... How many years ago is that? That's 31 years 30, ago? 32. 32 years? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, imagine living with this for 32 years. Yep. The Frighteners was the other one that I was trying to think of. Which, oh, the Fright... I like the Frighteners. Yeah, Frighteners is a really good movie. And, and not typical of Michael J. Fox. Right. Like, that's the one where you would be like, no, that's not... Yeah, because he plays a con artist. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, it's definitely worth watching, but it is it's a little depressing. Okay. It'd be interesting to see what you think about the way they've cut his movies into his life. Okay. Because it was kind of odd to me. <laughs> I mean, they have to catch you with something. Well, yeah. You don't want, you know, an hour and a half of just somebody sitting there shaking. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they're making milkshakes. There you go. And those who bring all the boys to the yard. <laughs> Damn right. Okay, looking at his his IMDb, his movies did not come out in the um, order that I thought they did. Okay. Because he does Back to the Future, and then the same year Teen Wolf comes out. His uh, Yes, but Back to the Future, he was doing Teen Wolf when right. they were filming Back to the Future right. with Crispin Glover and Eric Stoltz. Right. Okay. So then he does a TV movie for Family Ties. And then his next movie is Light of Day, which is the one with Joan Jett. Yep. And then he does The Secret of My Success. I thought Light of oh, Day I... was way farther up the list. Right. I thought because then he does Bright Lights, Big City, where he plays a drug addict. Right. Then he does Casualties of War, and then he does Back to the Futures Part 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. I totally misremembered the order. the order of what he was doing. Because then after Part 3, he does The Hard Way, which was him trying to get out of that. And then he does Doc Holliday and Life with Mikey. Yep. And For Love of Money, and he's kind of back in it. And then in 1996, he does The Frighteners, Mars Attacks, yep, uh, Atlantis, The Lost Empire, and then Spin City, although uh, Spin City starts in 1996. Mm-hmm. So that's... That's when he was still heavily drugged. Yeah. So that's during The Frighteners that he starts Spin City. Wow. Yeah, my, my memory was totally warped on that. Right. He played a werewolf on Phineas and Ferb. Went okay. At. I don't remember the Michael J. Fox show. That was that was the one with Tracy Pollan. Okay. Where it was showing him as an actor with Parkinson's. Oh, okay. And it made jokes like, I don't know, I somehow they're talking about having sex and he's like, I'm just going to lay there and shake. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, Oh, that's a little close to home. (laughs) Does does he still have that sense of humor though? Like with what you've seen? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, that's good. I mean, as long as he can keep a sense of humor, I guess. Yeah. I can't imagine I would be that strong. I feel like I feel like if I was put in that situation, I don't know how I would handle it, but I don't think I would be. I don't know if I'd handle it well. Well, I mean, for the first 
decade or so, he didn't handle it well. I mean, he was popping drugs. He became an alcoholic. Hmm. You know, and um, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll put this on my list for this week. Yeah. I mean, there's this whole bit at the beginning where he's getting ready for the interview and they're doing his hair and his hair doesn't look right. And he like goes, he goes to like run his fingers through his hair, Yeah. but it's almost like he, like when you'd see like an ape, like running their hands through their hair, it's like more, more of the palms. Right. It's it's weird looking. Okay. It's weird looking. But yeah, it's something to check out. Okay. Um, I started watching The Electric Mayhem. And how is that? I like it. Yeah. But I still don't think it's going to solve the problem that the Muppets are vintage. Okay. It's it's really well done. Um, my friend Leslie is playing this this old um, record producer, who's really interesting. Like uh, not as a as a Muppet. Not oh, as, as a, a Muppet. Okay. No, she's as as a puppet. Yeah. Okay. Who had a thing with with Doctor Teeth back in the day? Oh. <laughs> and they try to do things like Steve Aoki and Billy Corrigan make cameos. Danny Trejo. Uh, Sophia Carson and they're trying to basically it's this failing record company and the girl is trying to make it successful but there's you know there's people trying to just buy the catalog and you know she's trying to find ways to make them more relevant so there's this whole sequence where they're singing Rock and Robin okay and then they bring in all of these really odd people to sing with them. <laughs> it's kind of weird, but it works. Um, Cheech and Chong are in it. Really? Yeah. See, that's just it. It's like they're, 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 I mean, the sixties were so long ago. Do kids today even recognize that stuff? probably not do you think it's there for the parents yeah but I don't think that's gonna work because at, at some point you've got to you've got to make it so that these parents are watching with their kids and their kids are gonna watch with their kids but there's that that line that just says oh this is kind of funny because it's you know it's old Right. You know, I mean, Tommy Lee is in it. Lil Nas X is in it. <laughs> it's like, what? Is it set up like, like, what's the format of the show? It's a sitcom, pretty much. But, I mean, th like, the trailer has, like, some of them that are talking to camera as if they're doing, like, a documentary. You know, like, office style. <laughs> yeah, it's... Well, okay, so at the end of every episode, you have to watch past the credits. <laughs> There's just a little tag with Zoot. Okay. And 
I don't know how to describe them. <laughs> okay. But they're just stupid little, you know, things. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's it has a lot of potential, and it feels very close to uh, the spirit of the original characters. Okay. But... I don't know that this has any legs. So they do songs like, you know, Beach Boys, God Only Knows, and The Bridge Over Trouble Water, and Kisses Rock and Roll All Night, and True Colors. So shit they really wouldn't know. Yeah. Uh, Have a Little Faith in Me? Was that the (laughs) band? Oh, I don't know. It's like very folky... um, Rock. <laughs> uh, John Hyatt. I don't know. Yes, yeah, by John Hyatt. Okay. Who I don't know anything else he's done. I mean, if you like the Muppets, I think you'll like it. Are there any other Muppets in it besides the Mayhem? No. No? Well, the 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 uh, record producer okay. that my friend plays. But no, so far they haven't run into any other characters. Um, yeah. Check it out. Okay. See what you think. Have you watched any of the new season of Visions? I haven't. That's no? next on my list. Okay. It's good. It's another really good season. Yeah. Um, there's one that's like Wallace and Gromit style. Yes. Which I've is seen. fascinating to me. Yeah. Um, it really makes me think that the HBO um, new Harry Potter series should be done Wallace and Gromit style. Oh my God. That'd be hilarious. I think that that would work extremely well. You know, I'm surprised that Funko hasn't spun off into a cartoon. They probably can't get all the licenses. Well, I mean, they have them for novelty sales. Right, but they'd have to go back and re-sign all that for motion. And I get, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like the the Lego movies where it's a whole bunch of different IPs that are shoved together, but Lego already had all that shit in their contracts. Oh, yeah. So they were able to just pull it out and do it. And I think Funko would have to go back and be like, hey, we now want to do this. And I don't know how, how much they could do that, but... Seeing, seeing. You don't think the Weasley twins would sign up in a minute? Oh, I think they would. <laughs> you don't get Daniel Radcliffe, though. You, you sure. know the well, major I don't three. Know. You sure, you don't. Well, see, I think I personally think that there's a really good chance of this new show, Rupert Grint playing Mister Weasley, because mm-hmm. it's not that many. It wouldn't be that many episodes. Um, 
you know, he'd be, he'd only be needed for a couple of weeks out of the year. I'm sure he could fit that into the rest of his schedule and he'd get to play his father essentially. You know, there was all that talk that um, Tom Felton wanted to play Lucius, which would totally work. Sure. You know, and I I think that they could get a lot of those types of performers if that's what they're going for. But seeing seeing this vision episode, I was like, that totally would work as Harry Potter. Like, I don't know if they could produce on a high quality, you know, hour episodes or whatever in that style. But I mean, this episode just made it look so cool. And like, if they can do this with star Wars, they could totally do this with other things. And it would solve that issue of like, who the hell is going to be Harry Potter? Right. Like you say, Harry Potter, you think of Daniel Radcliffe. Like you say, Hermione, you think of Emma Watson. I almost said Thompson. That's com- completely different. Well, she's in there too. She is in there. Um, but like, I could totally see Emma Watson. They bring her back to be Madame Trelawney, or whatever her name is. The the one that Emma Thompson yeah, yeah. played. Yeah. She'd only have to be there a couple of weeks, and like, you know, you'd have her as somebody else. Um, but getting back to Star Wars Visions, it's another really interesting group of studios that are want are wanting to tell star Wars stories. Um, there does seem to be a lot of miscommunication with how many Sith there should be in the galaxy at any given time. Okay. Because every episode two. Yeah. They're a master, and, master apprentice. and the apprentice. That's it. <laughs> And so they fudged it a little bit for like um, inquisitors and stuff like that, but they're not really Sith, but there's an awful lot of people who have red lightsabers and visions. Really? Where you're like, um, okay, whose apprentice are you supposed to be? Because they talk about the empire, right? But there's a Sith and it's like, but that's not who should be the apprentice. So it's a little strange, but like, I'll take visions for what it is. Okay. And they're all different art styles and I really like that. Some are very cartoony. Some are very like they want to try to be photo real and stuff. Right. Um, and then you have the one that like make it, makes it look like claymation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would uh, like as an artist, I think you would really dig season two. Cool. Cool. See, Star Wars has the same problem as the Muppets, but Star Wars is still surviving. I mean, they're finding new audience, but they're also keeping the diehards. Yeah, I mean, there's they're swinging wildly. There's that, yeah. that show that's on now where it's the Jedi babies or whatever. Yeah, that's horrible. Yes. And so like, like they're swinging for the fences of like, well, we need to get all the age groups. Well, I think 
Marvel has gone too far. I think the the other knee jerk reaction to Star Wars where they're like, um, you know, Kathleen Kennedy coming out and saying, um, the movies need to be events. Right. And it's like, I forget who that she, she then was like, we want to be like, and she named a filmmaker and I can't remember who that was. Oh, who the fuck was that? Um, Oh, where is it? Um, continue. Where does she say it? Oh, she she starts talking about James Bond. Okay. And it's like every three to four years, there isn't any pressure. And it's like, why are you ignoring George Lucas? Like George Lucas, his movies, you didn't get a Star Wars movie every year. You, yeah. you got a Star Wars movie every two to three years and they were events. People would camp out in front of the movie theater for weeks to see the new Star Wars movie. Right. Why she can't turn around and be like, I want to, we want to be like what George Lucas set out this company to be. Makes me shake my head. I don't know where the fuck she's coming from. I mean, it's she's a terrible leader. She has let this shit just like languish and shit. But yeah, I mean, she's always talking about the James Bond franchise and it was like, you have somebody who created Star Wars that's doing exactly what you're talking about. Right. And you can't even acknowledge like the dude exists. (laughs) I don't know how the new layout works where we're going to get a single film to tell a story. Right. But I mean, anything's got to be better than the sequel trilogy. I would agree. But we're getting one more movie with Ray. If they do, how do you, how well, do you really feel? If they, yeah. if they do it well and they don't make her great at everything all at once, mm-hmm. it might be okay. But the idea that, and I get why they did it. I understand the inclusion and trying to have a hero for the young girls. Like, sure. I get that. I have a daughter. I understand that completely. But, she's now like the strongest in the force and she's could figure out how to like force heal and do all this shit. And it's like, she could have been bad at something, (laughs) but she's a great pilot and she's a great this and she's a great that. And it's just like, okay. I don't know. How do you feel about that? I think they just need to let Favreau and Filoni have it. Yeah, but uh, she wants to be involved in everything. Well, I know. I mean, that's the problem is that she's 
not proving to be the leader they need. No. But I and also he, don't know if there would have to be some control given up by Disney. I feel like they'd have to work the same deal that like Kevin Feige has. And I don't know if Disney, I don't know. I'm sure if it meant dollar signs for them, they would do it. And that's the problem. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's just the need to consistently keep making money with it to show that it's worth saving. Yeah. And I don't know. I th- I think we're going to see less and less star Wars TV shows on Disney plus. Yeah. Um, cause I don't think that generates the dollars that they're looking for. I think it's great for the brand. I think it's, I think it's an amazing way I think Tales of the Jedi especially was an amazing way to tell stories about characters you like mm-hmm. on a short term basis. Right. Um, but that doesn't drive ticket sales to anything. Mm-hmm. And it's just money out as opposed to like, what was it? Disney lost 6 million subscribers to Disney yeah. Plus over the last couple of years. Yep. Like that's a lot for them to just be like, Oh, we're going to keep, throwing money at this and I think that's why you're going to see event movies Um, and I think that once they wrap up the the um, Mandalorian universe stuff I don't know if you'll get anything else on Disney Plus that's going to be sad that's not like visions that they can just like farm out the stuff hmm yeah, I'm really interested to see exactly what content they're going to start removing. Yeah. I I would I wouldn't be surprised if they tried the thing where they're going to disappear off the channel but they're then going to sell Blu-ray box sets of like The Mandalorian. Right. You know, just so that they could generate some money. But do people buy Blu-ray still? Or, you know, streaming like on Vudu or whatever, like, you know, so that you can quote unquote own it and watch it whenever you want. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I mean, we talked about this years ago when streaming started that there was like too much too fast and we've just reached that saturation point well and you're starting to see it swing the other way like there was I guess this past week there was a earnings call with Paramount Plus yeah where their investors are telling them to shut it down and go back to the old um like selling the stuff to Netflix hmm um because they're not seeing the growth because there's too many fucking streaming services. Right. And while like Star Trek was Picard, especially was talked about far and wide these past couple of weeks. Once that's done, who, what are you talking about now? Mm-hmm. And so making what they had talked about was making fewer Star Trek properties and not having them on 
a dedicated streaming service and just getting rid of the streaming service altogether. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the upkeep for a streaming service is, but I mean, it's got to be massive. Sure. And I think Disney Plus is hurting too because of that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's, um, I think it's going to become a much bigger problem financially. Yeah. That it's like you've got, you know, you've got Peacock, you've got Paramount Plus, you've got, you know, all of these premium or semi premium kind of TV channels, but, you know, you've, you've got me TV and Hallmark channel showing, you know, reruns and they're making money. Well, you're definitely, you're definitely going to see because like HBO max is going to be changing. Right. Um, and they've already talked about upping the, the price of renewal for that. Um, Disney just announced that there's going to be a price increase for the ad free tier. Right. I saw that. I think people are going to get tired of it and just start pirating and they're going to see a massive like outflux of people. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to be like, you know, the knee jerk reaction is not going to be what's causing this. It's going to be like, well, we we need to raise the prices more so that we can keep up the same profits. Right. Maybe if you cut the salaries of some of your leaders, yeah, I mean, and put it back into the the programming, you'll keep your your viewership. Yeah, I mean, there's like two hundred million dollars being like, it wasn't even a salary; it was um like a bonus or something. Yeah. And all the writers on strike were like, what the fuck is going on? You want to cut us to like day players and all that shit's going on. I mean, and they, they have a point. You can't make anything without the writers. Right. And, and so like, they're going to have to, they're going to have to figure out like who the, where the responsibility comes in. And I, I, they're going to lose people. I mean, I already know that the moment that Netflix pulls the, um, the thing where like my dad's watching Netflix on my account in New Jersey Mm -hmm. where they kick him off and then they're going to get on me about like sharing my password. I'm just going to cancel it. Right. And anything that I want to watch on there, I'll find another way to watch. Mm -hmm. They're not, they're not going to crack down on the pirating because they're going to want you to come back like it's not it's not going to work out the way that they think it's going to work out no and that's going to it's going to be a sad day because then we're all going to have to go back to network television well that's so great these days oh yeah they had the perfect delivery system and they somehow fucked it up Mm mm-hmm People got too greedy. I don't know. I mean, but going back to Star Wars, I do think that the streaming of those shows has greatly increased 
the interest in Star Wars. Sure. Um, because you have really good stories being told by people like John Favreau and um, oh, what's his name? The guy that did Andor, Tony. Oh, fuck. What's his name? Gilroy. Foot. Yeah. Um, you know, you have these these people that are massive in like movies that are wanting to tell stories on the small screen and wanting to tell Star Wars stories. And I think they're doing an amazing job. I don't think Disney's going to follow through on it, though. Right. You know, they're not going to see enough money from it. And how much is enough money? Well, it's never enough. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> what do you think about the news that there's going to be a Beetlejuice sequel? Um, um I, I know it's been in development hell for years. Mm-hmm. My question is what changed to make it now? But it's got an interesting cast. It does. Jenna Ortega, uh-huh. Monica Bellucci, uh-huh. uh, Willem Dafoe, Johnny Depp, supposedly yeah. isn't it? Like, what is it that happened where they're like all of a sudden this shit came together? Uh, the wave of nostalgia, I guess. The resurgence of Michael Keaton's career. So, emo. <laughs> Jenna Ortega is supposed to be Lydia's daughter mm-hmm. in this. That makes sense. So you can't have the Maitlands in it because they have aged out of looking like ghosts. Well, isn't the, the husband a pedophile? Well, the of the Dietzes, yeah. But, yeah. But like um, oh, Alec oh. Baldwin and, yes. and Gina Davis they can't put them in there. No. So is this Lydia's moved away and we're in a different town and Jenna Ortega finds the thing and summons Beetlejuice. Like, I don't know. I'm going to have to reserve judgment until I actually see what they come up with. Mm-hmm. But I don't want this to be a knee jerk reaction to Jenna Ortega being the it girl now because she was in Wednesday. Right. Because, Hey, look, here's another dark character where she could be talking monotone and kind of be like Wednesday. Mm hmm. I don't know. I, I guess we'll wait and see, but, Also sounds like the sequel to Freaky Friday is happening. With Jamie Lee Curtis. And Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Why anybody would put Lindsay Lohan in a movie is beyond me. I mean, when was the last time she did a film? It was a while ago. Uh, Wasn't she in the town? Was she? Well, let's see. Lindsay Lohan. Her last 
I guess she was in a music video this year for Rita Ora. Ooh. She was in a movie in 2022 called Falling for Christmas, which was a Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. And where she plays an heiress. Oh, what a stretch. Mm. And then that was all voice work. Among the Shadows in 2019. Yep. That was a big hit. (laughs) 2.1 out of 10. An IMDb. She did a lot of single episodes in the 20 teens. Yeah. She was on Two Broke Girls, really? Yes. They they make a wedding cake for her. Oh. And Flo from Progressive... Progressive? Um, is the wedding planner. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. And spoiler alert, they have to take the cake by subway to where the the reception is. <laughs> and it gets damaged. Oh, of course. So they replace it with a cardboard box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hilarity ensues. Interesting. I mean, I'm not surprised. Like there was a whole bunch of stuff that, um, what's her name? Michelle Yeoh. Uh Uh-huh. Had kind of been attached to that. It was kind of just kind of floating out there that now that she's won the Academy award is like back on. Sure. So I'm sure everybody's trying to capitalize on this. Like, she's doing a Star Trek movie mm-hmm. and like she's doing other stuff that was like, you wouldn't necessarily see her in before the Academy Award. And so I'm sure like these people have all kinds of offers thrown at them now. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if after the Academy Award, when um, Kiki Wan didn't get an offer to do a short round movie. I could totally see that. You know, just just like, oh, he's really hot right now. Let's kind of like get him attached to something. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure it's the same with Jamie Lee Curtis, where they're just like, hey, we've had this script. Would you be interested? We're going to back the, the money truck up to your your house. Right. And you just tell us when is enough. Well, she's also in the Haunted Mansion movie. Yeah, as Madame Leota, right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that the picture they released looked pretty decent. Yeah. Um, but that's got, that had to be before the win though. Right. I would think so. Yeah. Cause I know, um, Brandon Fraser was saying that he is going to be extremely careful what his next project is, that he just doesn't want to jump into something that's nostalgic or like he wants the win to mean something, I guess. And so, like, I can kind of see that. Like, he languished in fucking blacklist hell for all that time. Right. I'm sure that he's now like, okay, we're going to... It's going to be who I want to work with. And then he'll do the Mummy sequel. Of 
When does the Haunted Mansion movie come out? Uh, this summer. November. Oh, no. that light? No. no. Wait a minute. That's it. That's the other one. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, July twenty eighth. Okay. That okay. Is that a movie that you'll like go back to the theater for? No. <laughs> Not at all. No. Mm-mm. You'll wait two months and then it'll be on Disney Plus? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the only movie that I can see going back to the movie theater for at this point is maybe The Flash. I'd like to see Michael Keaton as Batman on the big screen again. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you have anything else for this week? Uh, no. No? All right. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can tell us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. Manamana. Mana.